Welcome to the Enlighten Up Podcast, where I am going to take you into a deep exploration of what it means to exist in this current reality. We are going to raise your vibes, open your mind, expand your heart, and dive deep into the wondrous mysteries and possibilities of this lifetime. There's been a spiritual catalyst that has set in motion the awakening process of many across the globe to return to the knowingness of self and unite what has been separated. Together, we're going to bring light into that darkness. We're going to remember the joy of living. But most of all, we're going to turn up the volume of our own eternal power and do the thing we're here to do. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Enlighten Up podcast. As you can see, I am here with our favorite astrologer seer and Scorpio queen, Mary Ducina. Sweetie, how are you doing? I'm so excited that we're going to get to talk about this full moon in Gemini. It's a, it's a, I'm, I'm good. Well, I'm, I'm well, thank you very much. But to, to the audience, there's, you're not wrong. You're not wrong <laughs> that it's been an incredibly intense three weeks you're not wrong at all the the people that you've been wanting to help shoulder the all the raging emotions or thoughts or chaos and wanting to clear through the confusion and the too much crowded in your schedule you know trying to process what you're processing since we had that those dual eclipses in october has absolutely grabbed our attention. So if you're one of the lucky ones, regardless of your sign, that great spirit is urging you to just be that person that holds space or listens or pats somebody on the back or says, I got you. It's okay. Let me, let me help you with this. Or I can take a little bit of this off your shoulders here. Let me bring you that. And and to you, it could be the simplest of an errand or thing. But if they're caretaking someone, if they've got a, a pet that just got home from the vet, if they have, they've just lost this or that, or someone that they care for very deeply is going through a crisis, and you bring them that food from the store, or you stop and pick up some food, and they have no idea, and you bring it in, and whether you two eat it together or not, it's just it's there for them, even if it's for the next day. Like I don't bring people food as a gift thinking that they have to eat it with me. I just bring it saying, listen, I brought you this or I baked you this and, oh God, let's have a piece of cake now. Or do you want some of this? No, actually I just ate. I'd I'd rather there be more for you. Sometimes that kind of soft moment, that kind of out of the blue, a little happy came today in the stress of having to go to physical therapy or the motorcycle accident someone's healing from, had a friend go through that. Um, Sometimes it can just be, you know, my I've got a cold or I'm I'm just tired. I've had a, so many friends and clients tell me, what is it that I'm just so exhausted and they're trying to write it off? It's just the in, in my state, we have the time change where you go from daylight savings into the eastern time zone. And you think you'd make you feel better because it's where you fall back and you get an extra hour of sleep, air quotes, according to what the clock face says. But it's intense. It's like for us. It gets dark 
an hour earlier. Mm-hmm. So if you're those people that are nocturnal, getting dark an hour earlier, it's like, oh, my God, it's 5 o'clock and it's dark. I still got stuff I need to do. So it's an adjustment either way. I mean, it's, it's, it just depends on what season and, and aspect of the – you start to find out in the wheel of the year and how the signs and seasons change. You start to find out more than just the astrological signs. I'm a seasonal astrologer. You know, more than just the signs. It's like, am I really happy during the three zodiac signs of autumn or the three zodiac signs of spring? Or do I just love the hibernation of the, of the Yuletide winter solstice signs of Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces. So don't just look at it as how the zodiac signs hit our personal chart, our birth chart. That's one level of multidimensional study. But as an earth-based creature, as a mammal, look at Mother Nature and her changes. Look at what animals seem to be hunting or more prevalent or getting ready to hibernate or in spring, the new baby birds and the bunnies and all that, which, which seems to be out of the four, the season that seems to, as you walk through it, as you live it, it seems to be the one that resonates more with your biological chemistry and the sweet spot of your soul now in 2023. Not just if, oh, I've always loved spring or I've always loved autumn or, oh, I definitely love summer, 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 summer. Is it the same in 2023 as we're beginning to close out 2023, that favorite season or whichever month and sign is going on or do you find that you're shape-shifting and where you were always a summer person that you're really beginning to kind of get into late fall going into like the people that you know that just love Hanukkah and Christmas they just go crazy at Christmas they love Thanksgiving they love Christmas versus the people that say oh my god I can get on my boat and get on my lake I can go hiking in the end of spring going into summer so I believe that Mother Nature right now with two planets in Taurus activated by these eclipses that we had in October. Just a quick reminder, we had a new moon solar eclipse where the sun and moon married or joined forces in Libra, ruled by Venus, in mid-October. So we started looking at where do I need peace? Where do I have and want harmony? And of course, we have to look at the polarity of that because it's an eclipse. And where do I feel like my life's out of balance or where do I feel like I've got discord or I've got too much pressure on work or pleasure or pleasure or work or money or, or intimacy. And then we had that very strong full moon that we gathered last month with the very strong full moon in Taurus, the earthy element also ruled by Venus. And so Venus is right now, as we speak in her happy place in Libra, So Venus is in one of her home signs as we're coming into this full moon. And Venus isn't going to go into Scorpio until she goes into the next month of December, around the 5th of December, before the new moon of December. So we've got this mid-October Libra stuff, ruled by Venus. Where do we need balance? Water tries to seek its own balance. The eclipse cycle of that Taurus full moon just before Halloween And then we had Mars going into Scorpio and Mercury going into Scorpio and the new moon in the 11th, 12th, 13th of November being the sun and moon in Scorpio. And as Nicole and I were discussing, and then the Kazemi of Mars running fast right now with the sun in Scorpio and the Kazemi started to light up this Monday as I was recording my show with Lighting the Void 
with Joe Root, we were talking about the intensity of the Scorpio purging. And so we've got this purging, and it's, it's really like this last deacon, this oof of Scorpio. You were going to feel it really strong again over the 18th and 19th, you know, as this Mars and Sun. And, you know, now we have the moon moving in different signs because we're coming into this, this Sagittarian flavor over the 25th through the 27th of November with this full moon. But Scorpio, when you've got a triad, a trinity going on in Scorpio, you know, with that new moon, which is before this, full moon in Gemini, you know, when you've got the sun and the moon joining forces and then Mars in one of its original home signs of Scorpio, it's something's got to be let go. Something's, we're all, we're all undergoing a psychological, physical, mental purging because the Gemini full moon brings choice and a Gemini full moon brings liberation in a little bit when we go through all 12 signs the key word that i want you to put in your notes or keep in the back of your mind is at this point since this full moon in november the thanksgiving giving thanks thanks and giving giving to give not giving to get at this thanksgiving full moon of the sagittarius sun and the gemini full moon we're closing out that whole 19 month cycle of the eclipses, the North Node, South Node, and eclipses being in that Taurus-Scorpio dynamic, because now we have the energies of the, until 2025, of the North Node, the Aries-Libra polarity is where our new soul lessons are. So this is about, we've closed out everything to do with, are we really taking good care of our physical body? Taurus is the physical temple. It's the earth. It's the ground we stand on. It's, it's not just your body as the home of your soul, but where you choose to live and what colors you love and what kind of blanket you like and what kind of, of uh, how do you want to decorate your home and what room do you spend most of your time in? For some people, it's the bedroom. For other people, it's the kitchen. For other people, it's their, their gaming room or their television room. And other people, it's their front porch, back porch. They can't wait to get out there no matter what the weather is. So Taurus has been showing us for the last almost two years, closed out with this full moon, do you know now from the last 19 years back from 2023, how have you graduated? How have you overcome? Because we're overcomers. How have you allowed the process to bring you with the soul lessons and the soul teachings? And we are always, always students and teachers no matter how much we study and graduate and get our sheepskins and our plaques and our awards and all that and documentation, but we are still in life. We are still the quintessential student, no matter what we choose to also become as an instructor or a coach or a teacher. So the Gemini full moon is bringing us our new vision quest. It's bringing our, our new uh, pirate's treasure map. Gem the Gemini full moon is closing out the cycles of the moon. It's closing it out because the moon rules the sign of cancer. So when we get to our Christmassy, the 25th, 26th full moon, in the sign that the moon rules, the sign that the moon is most powerful in, which is why the sign is called Cancer Moonchild. So when we get to the oceanic moon of December 25th and 26th, this one is our mind, our intellect, 
the process of how we choose to believe what we believe, where we may need to upgrade our thinking, our ideas. So this is a very deep in thought, new choices. How are we going to sell it? Are we going to market it? Are we going to liquidate it? But we had that Taurus lunar eclipse in late October coming into Halloween. So the Taurus influence is still there with the Scorpio polarity of the Trinity, the triad of Sun, Mars, you know, the Mercury, the moon, the new moon, saying to us this. I think when you look at the polarity of Taurus and Scorpio, it becomes this. At what cost? At what price? To your peace of heart or your peace of mind? What can you invest your time, your dedication, and your money into now that brings you those aha moments and those points of serenity, tranquility, and what I call sweet spot soft moments? Because anything that any of you own, anything that I own, in a material level, in a third dimensional material level, yes, we respect it. Yes, we clean it. Yes, we can look uh, visually at our accomplishments that we have been able to work hard and buy. And, oh, I love that pot. And I love that this. And I love that artwork. And I love my rent and my home and all that. I love where I live and my car and my shelter and what I do. But we're not taking it with us. So this whole dynamic right now is what will now nurture you and propel you in more of a multidimensional state of this part of my life is so worthwhile. And this work that I do brings so much value to me. And I'm so grateful to be able to present it out there in the world. Let me tell you, if you've got the right kind of spiritual uh, consciousness, I can go out and clean somebody's house or sweep the street and I can still be receiving all kinds of wonderful frequencies of advancement and light and all that because I'm tithing my time and I'm a physical body on the earth picking up trash or sweeping something or helping someone just pop in and clean their house where to go, whoa, that rocks. So sometimes we tithe with our time. Sometimes we tithe our generosity in different ways when we're able to psychically and intuitively ascertain and discern that's really, that looks like a hard chore for that person. They're just not really up for that. I'm going to bring them food or I'm going to go clean their house or I'm going to go walk their dog or I'm going to take their dog overnight and let them just sleep deeply and not have to worry about letting the dog out. So we all can get more creative right now with boots on the ground of the types of gifts as we come into these kind of seasons in the States, you know, the holidays are not meant to be things that break us financially and gifts that we give yes we like it when they're unique and they have a signature of a of the gift that keeps on giving and all of that so I go through my closets Nicole for example every year I go through my closets and a lot of in, in the mountains here a lot of the fire stations will collect gently used coats and sweaters and sweatshirts and all that and it saves the any public embarrassment so rather than going to a thrift store it's going to put a price on it I take it to a church or I take it to the fire department in one of the counties surrounding where I live and, 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 and take, tell my neighbors, I'll take theirs too. I'll, I'll make the journey and, and drive 30 miles and take it to the fire department because they let families come in there with no public shame or embarrassment and get those coats and sweatshirts and sweatpants and all that for free. With this... So I'm not giving to get. Yeah. I'm giving to Give. And so when we give like that, I don't need the tax write-off. I don't want it. I really just want to let it all go. Those clothes, those memories of mine, 
served a good purpose. I take care of my clothes. I have earth signs. So I take care of my clothes when I launder them and hang them up and all that. I don't abuse it. And I pick the best of that when I go through my closet to pass it onward because I become the pirate that's taking the actual treasure that someone can come on a vision quest or a a map. It comes up on their GPS. Yes. And it comes on the news, on the media. There's the etheric and the words. Oh, we're giving away coats and you just come get whatever coats you need over here. And so they literally get to walk in without any struggle of trying to figure out all the clues and the runs and the course on a, on the treasure map. X marks the spot. The beauty is the X is there and they just go pick up the treasure. And, and our things that we discard can become someone else's great joy. Well, with this particular full moon in Gemini, there's a lot of um, aspects particularly squares happening yep. um, in all the mutable signs. Absolutely. So, you know, there's, there's um, obviously the moon is square Saturn um, in Pisces. And then you've also got Saturn squaring Mars and Sagittarius and the sun. And then you've also got um, Mercury, the ruler of this full moon squaring Neptune. Yeah. You've um, got like six, You've got like six mutables going on with all this. And it's the themes with the mutables is it kind of the mutable signs of Gemini, Sagittarius, Virgo, and Pisces say it's time for adaptability to changes. There's a stimulus. There's, there's ideas are going to be stimulated, creative conversations. Um, what we have, there's plus and minus and what we need to avoid with a, when there's a, a preponderance of the changeable mutable signs of Virgo, Gemini, Pisces, and Sagittarius is we've got to avoid losing our center or not being able to stay focused in certain things. But it turns our, our it, we have to turn inward to anchor when we've got a lot of busyness going on with the mutable signs. And it isn't because it's the holidays. It just happens to be going on right now. It isn't that we're all going around with, with a different kind of circus and chaos because oh well it's thanksgiving and hanukkah and kwanzaa and no 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 what nicole is saying we've had plenty of holidays where there's been fixed signs and cardinal signs as an emphasis and so these mutable signs are saying to us we're already prepping for the dynamics of new year 2024 right now with this gemini full moon so we're going to have to turn inwards to find an anchor psychologically and sometimes turning inwards is the campfire, the ceremonial fire, the hot tub, the breath work. I mean, you literally can sit down at your kitchen table or while you're waiting for a, a traffic congestion or traffic light to change for you to move forward again, take those pauses in our life's journeys of over here and over there to do that diaphragmic breath work. See the Reiki symbols, look them up, see them, do some of that distant healing on those that you care about, that you know care about you, but it's also okay to download those frequencies onto yourself. And part of the thing that's going on right now, I was looking at the, the, the cardinal impact right now, besides all the mutables, Nicole, I was looking at anybody that's got, that is an Aries, Libra, Cancer, Capricorn, the cardinal signs are the signs that open up our four seasons. So we've got this year-end square that's beginning to finally weaken a little bit with Pluto and those latter degrees of Capricorn, and it's still clashing with the North Node in Aries and the South Node in Libra, and it's still clashing with the, this, this 
crossroads type of square is hitting all of our charts in that degree, in that in that type of latter degree there of this 22 to 22, Pluto's, you know, right around 28 right now, and it's going to ease off at the end of November. But this has like been building ever since we were closing out summer. And so we're in this intensity, I would say, regardless of the moon being an immutable sign, I would say that the intensity of this deep, we're, we're getting a different type of, of psychic liberation because of this Pluto square coming in from, you know, Eris, which is the sister of Mars. She's in that degree of Aries right now. And Eris is the femme fatale. She's the female warrior. She's, she's as capable as any other Avenger or superhero. She doesn't quit. She's the sister of Mars, the asteroid Eris, E-R-I-S. She's in Aries right now. And Eris is also saying, I have my rights. I'm not letting go. I'm not giving up. And then with our Scorpio dynamic, we've got Ceres, the, the goddess of grains and food. You think about Taurus with our earthly sustenance. She's, you know, closing out November from 19 degrees, and she switches into Sagittarius on, on this full moon, on the 26th, right around this full moon. So we've got some more shift. There's another mutable energy. So we're, we're in this laboring right now of wanting to seek um, a soft port in an oceanic of emotion storms that has been going on since the beginning of October, because the eclipses of late March and April of 2023, that was a bridge. That was a vision quest that didn't close out until mid October. What we got stirred up with and what we wanted to let go of and what we wanted to dive deep and invest more into in early April of 2023, we've, we've taken that journey and we're at phase two or phase three. But Scorpio, yeah, it's all about the purging. So the first half of November, actually up until like the 22nd, 24th of November, where do you need to purge and let go? That can be symbolic as cleaning out your closets. It can be that you're doing a fast. It can be that you're detoxing in whatever manner that you wish to do that. It's a, it can be a blending of both the natural holistic methods of healing and detoxing the the naturopathic versus the allopathic or or purely pharmaceutical medicinal way but it has a lot to do with our bodies are kind of getting our attention a little bit right now and it might be we're needing more sleep it might be we're going to the restroom more it might scorpio rules the bowels scorpio rules you know that that whole where we were as human mammals we're the, the male seeds the woman and just the natural copulation thing where the male enters the woman and seeds her and the new life starts to build is the same portal that she's going to actually give birth to if it's a natural birth and it's not interfered with because mm-hmm. of circumstances and medicine with a cesarean section. or If it just goes in the way of the natural course of creatures, there's the impregnate, impregnation, the seed begins to grow, then there's going to be a labor, and then there's going to be a very intense birthing process. Even if it seems not to be hurtful for the mother-to-be, it's very intense. It's a high stress, and how many hours, and is the baby okay, and how's the dad? So all that stuff's going on. So that's psychologically and psychically. We're going through the labor and the, and the release. You know, it's like I always say sign Virgo every year we're in the sign of Virgo, it's about like the seventh month of pregnancy. And then when we get to Libra, it's like everybody's so excited, baby showers, oh, the baby's coming soon. And the Scorpio's like, holy moly, I got to do this thing. 
<laughs> you know, and the mother needs rest afterwards, you know, if well, the dog I, has. Yeah, I think that, you know, with like you saying, like, it's like we're going through this psychic purge um mm-hmm. uh leading up to like about the 22nd 24th of this month november and then we've got our full moon on the 27th 28th of november um it's true like i feel that you know if if the full moon in gemini is about choice right because it is it's about duality it's about a decision it's about needing to um choose one reality over another um that this could be, and I know I've definitely come across this, the psychically needing to purge, you know, okay, when you make your choice, are you choosing from a place of fear or are you choosing from a place of hope and desire? And I feel like that's coming up for a lot of us as Mars um, gets ready to move, finish its move through Scorpio and is it's burned up through the sun this, this coming weekend, as we're recording on the 18th, uh, 19th, and um, really kind of forcing us to really get honest with ourselves and maybe have an honest Gemini conversation about what it is that we want to choose. And with Saturn squaring the moon, Saturn is, you know, it's, it's, it's restrictive. It can be the hard teacher, but I also see Saturn coming in. If there's a choice to be made, that means you've got to commit Like this is something, like you said, we're closing something out. We're closing a big cycle out of the Taurus eclipses, 19 months of this now. And for really, it's been two years um, Mm -hmm. of, you know, really like, okay, now what are you ready to choose? Like it's time. It's, it's, it's go time, you know, like it's, it's, it's either shit or get off the pot kind of, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Literally. Yeah. You know, shit, I'll get off the pot. It's very Scorpio energy, right? Like. Um, and, and so, but the problem with this full moon too, is that you've got Mercury, it's ruler squaring Neptune, which makes things very confusing and very, you know, you can get caught up in illusions. And so can you speak to that part of this full moon? Yeah, I, I look at that. I look to Mercury's kind of happy. You know, because it's not under a lot of restrictions when it's in Sagittarius, it, it, it's able to be more philosophical and it's not so intense and bound because Mercury naturally governs signs Gemini and Virgo. So when Mercury's transiting around in those opposite signs, when Mercury's mm-hmm. trekking around in Sagittarius or in Pisces, especially if it comes up and does a dance, you know, when it, when it makes a square with Neptune, if someone does too much alcohol or too many, uh, too much of a drug or, or too many herbs or, or they gorge themselves and they just go to the food buffet and just absolutely make themselves miserable type of the thing. When, when Mercury is flowing around, it went into Sagittarius around Veterans Day. And, and when it comes up to what she's talking about is and when it comes up to Neptune, it's going to do that. It's going to hit that right around this full moon at 25 degrees. So those of you that are born at the end, more the end of, of the sign of Pisces or the end, you know, the, 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 the 25, 24 degrees of that, of that Virgo, Gemini, Pisces, Sagittarius energy, what it's doing is we really can have a breakthrough. We really can have, if you can choose, you know, the time frame of this full moon since it's in Gemini. And if you can choose the time frame to step back away from your normal predictable ways of believing 
ways of being divided on issues, ways of like, well, that's wrong and I'm right. I think the danger that Nicole's speaking to is when we, the danger of the Sagittarian-Piscean clash, if you will, tension of energy, a square, a 90 degree angle, is that the tension comes and the delays or the problems can come or the slamming of doors and the hanging, you know, disconnecting from phones and ghosting can happen from when we need to be right more than choosing to get it right. Mm -hmm. So we get, I think we get into a loss category when we are wanting to be a right fighter. I'm right, you're wrong, do it my way, or it's the highway. I think that is the restrictive energy to the mutable sign dance. However, Sagittarius, Mercury energizing the philosophical, lofty, naturally ninth house sign of Sagittarius can say, Let's have a conversation about options. Have you ever considered this? And what about, like you're allowing someone else's creative brilliance or someone else's years and decades of expertise, you become the willing student. And, and if we can listen, really listen deeply, not listen in order to respond quickly, but really listen to this dynamic and how we can all get the best out of it. It's like, who is spirit showing up into my life? Be it social media, a podcast you listen to, a person that you run into in your community or your daily travels. What is it that spirit's putting in front of my face coming into this full moon of this is really good stuff. This is, that's really helpful information. That's wow. I didn't know that before. Thank you for that. I mean, if we can be open to be inspired, the higher aspect of Neptune and Pisces is divine source uh, inspiration. I mean, it's to be inspired, to have spirit come from deep within you and bless you from the external into the internal, and they both coalesce and dance a nice concert of energies. And what we've got going on with this full moon is if we would stop being resistance fighters, if we would stop being you know, divided, divided we fall, united we stand. Instead of looking for a cause to yap about or to agree with, don't, don't take either side. You know, just don't even get involved with the, the fear porn at all. Just don't do it. Instead, this full moon is about who or what, without me wanting to drain anybody else, what data, what therapist, what life coach, what book, what astrologer, what intuitive what person always has been really good medicine to embolden me and to lift my spirit i really like some of the challenges that are going on with this full moon gemini is ruled by mercury so it's a full moon ruled by the messenger and the messenger does just that it can bring and take messages what a glorious time as it comes into the dynamic of mars being philosophical and saying let's go 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 and even though Mars is going to square Saturn the moment on November 24th, it goes just ahead of this full moon that it goes into Sagittarius. What's happening is Saturn, which is the rules, we'll be looking at it as a vehicle. Saturn's the brakes. That's valuable when we're driving a car or machinery. And Mars is the accelerator. So Saturn says, look, there's speed signs, there's exit ramps, there's detours, there's GPS. You know, but sometimes you have to slow down. Sometimes you got to hit the brakes and sometimes you got to take an exit. 
you know, you got to take an exit to go get gas or go to the bathroom or get some food or whatever it is. So you, and you're actually, you know, you are arriving at your destination, you know, Saturn, mm-hmm. but there, it's the rules and the guidelines. It's not just rules meant to impede you. Saturn is also that GPS working for you on your, on your cell phone. And Mars is about, I, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to dip my toe in the water. So I feel like this strong, mutable energy after we've had the fixed signs haunting us and showing us where we're still haunted, where we still allow ourselves to contract Mm -hmm. our energies because we're still caught up and haunted by something or someone in our past that did something that away or didn't do something enough for me. If I'm still hanging on in any shape or capacity of the fixed sign energies of, well, that really hit my life hard and I still am not fully over that. And I think I have post-traumatic stress from it, then get help. Because the mutable signs, do the work. Because the mutable signs are saying, okay, life has its ups and downs, and this is an up cycle. This is a change it up cycle. This, and to Nicole's point, if we could get it on a really simple energy base, it's like, what are you welcoming? That's expansive. Mm-hmm. And what are you contracting? Yeah. You know, when you have birth pains, a contraction, but like, oh, here comes another contraction. And what do they say? Push. <laughs> you know, so we've had to push through the last 19 months. And, and an interesting point that I know Nicole will take the ball and run with is it with the October new moon, with the October new moon, we have the next five new moons and the next five full moons. We have pretty much the same degree. There's not going to be like five in a row. So like our November 26th, 27th, knocking at the door of four and a half to five degrees of a Gemini full moon here in 2023. We're going to have the December 2023 full moon right there close to five degrees. And then for the full moon of January 25th, that's it popping around at 515, the full moon of February, the 23rd, 24th, that's at five degrees of Virgo. And we don't get out of that five, which is the number of change in numerology, change and accepting and welcoming new approaches, new projects, new people, new dynamics, until we get to the full moon lunar eclipse of March 25th of 2024, that's at 5.07 of Libra. And then our new moons all bounce around. The new moons are bouncing around that that um, 20 to 21 dynamic until we get to the new moon, which is the huge eclipse of 2024, at 1924 of Aries in April, but the one right before that, from last month's new moon going all the way into March 10th, they're circling around 19, 20, 21 degrees in your chart. So it kind of gives you a way to look in your chart of whatever planets, because we're involving a lot of signs there. We're involving five different signs, both on the full moon and the new moon. So look at your charts when you're studying this full moon. Look at your charts of any planets and any of the 12 signs, because it's going to get triggered over the next five months at 19 to 21 degrees of any of the 12 signs, because that's the area that the star beings, if you will, or the star codes are wanting to activate right now. Mm -hmm. And the planets that you have between four and five degrees are what the full moons are going to close the door on. I have found that full moons help us end things or realize that which we need to close out or kind of move away from 
and new moons are, are welcoming that or are encouragers to say, how about this? So this full moon, again, I reiterate, this full moon in Gemini is inviting us to look at where we've been losing our focus, a bit too scattered, close the door on being procrastinators and just running at the mouth, not deeply listening, and at this full moon to do some spiritual thanks and giving and to be welcoming deliberately, like opening up our breath, doing our breath work, spending some time outdoors and saying, beautiful, almighty, I am forces. The thought is the electricity. The emotion that follows the way you're thinking is the wave of emotion, and that is what creates the magnet. So Gemini, full moon, and all these mutable signs, and these squares and these dynamics, the Gemini full moon of 2023 is saying, there's liberation here. There's liberation here. Sagittarius is going to be born to run, on the road again. You know, I'm seeking a higher love, and Gemini is, well, what about this idea? And do you think this could work? And we could invent this because Gemini is similar to Aquarius on its inventive energy. So the bottom line is, where can we allow the liberation to take place from anything that was impeding us or seemed to be procrastinating or stagnation in our lives, be it with a people, place or thing over the last 19 and a half to two years? Yeah, I, I, I love that you mentioned with the whole Saturn aspect of it's like it's it's about hitting the brakes, you know, sometimes we need the brakes in the car, which is, is absolutely true. Totally. And, and and I do I, I I mentioned this in the alchemy um, call on Sunday when we talked about this full moon in Gemini, that it does feel like Saturn is kind of coming in to pump the brakes for yep. like all these fast moving like Mars is a fast moving planet, Mercury is a fast moving planet. You know, Sagittarius, it's, it's, uh, and Gemini, they're both like, you know, speedy signs. Um, but I think that, yeah, I think yeah. that there's, like you said, you know, you're coming up, we got Gemini, Gemini rules roads, right? Um, yeah. That there is perhaps, I don't even know if I want to call it a detour. I, 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 I feel like there's an option. Um, coming up on the road that you may or may not be aware of. I like and mm -hmm. if you blow right past it, not really understanding, you know, like you're just like, oh, I've already know my destination. I'm already going to get there that you may miss an opportunity. Like you're saying that there might be another way there. might, Like you said, like Mercury's like, let's look at all the options. Let's look at, you know, like not just this way or that way, like, maybe there's a completely new way that I didn't even know about. And something's getting illuminated with this full moon in Gemini with Saturn saying, hey, hold on, pump the brakes, slow down, because there might be something here you really don't want to miss. It's what it's the choice. It's when you talk about air travel or, or car travel right now with with, you know, are you going to take a plane? Are you going to drive in a car or a vehicle? It's like you're on the road. Let's just use that example, which you said you're on the road. There's interstates connecting states and cities and all that. And it's the choice of like, hmm, am I going to pack my food or am I going to, do I want to stop at that mm -hmm. restaurant or that, what kind of food do I, do I want? Pizza? Do I want Starbucks? Do I want to go to Cracker Barrel? What do I want to do? So it spins around in our head until we look at the logistics. Oh, well, look at there. I was just thinking about that. And there's an Applebee's, or there's a Ruby Tuesday's, or there's a, Longhorn Steakhouse, or there's, oh, there's that, but it's the next exit, okay, good, I got to get gas and pee. So we, we run these potentials in our mind, 
And in the airport, you know, you might say, do I don't want to get a, a latte? Do I want to just, you know, walk around the airport for exercise before I'm on the plane? That kind of a thing. So it's, it's, it's different because you're going to go up from the earth into the sky. And so you can, we can kind of scan around who's sitting in the actual area where we're getting our tickets stamped and we're getting ready to board the plane. We're kind of looking at our comrades that all coalesced at that moment in time to get on that same jet with us. So we're about to be moving around in streams of people as we're moving our physical body to another location. And, and we make choices all the time. Well, I'm not going to buy gas there and I'm not going to buy gas there. You know, I'm not going to do it. And we take, make choices of who we're going to travel to or we're going to travel to see. And the stimulus of that and how many people do we know that go, oh, my God, it's Thanksgiving. I don't want to go through all those family plots and prodding and, and nosiness and inappropriate questions. And you're not married yet. La, 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 la. How's the cancer? Did you get over that yet? Or whatever. So it's, there's a lot of people that kind of dread. They feel the obligation of getting together with certain tribal or family members. And then there's the people that have graduated from that and go out and have a good time. But the people that are, you know, I, you know, when I was married, it's like, I'm going to do this family stuff a little bit. And then, yeah, if you want to go with me, I'm going to do some adventures on the Thanksgiving holiday of Sagittarius. Yeah, I might, yeah, we might pick a night to go visit. Nah, I'm not so sure if it's going to be just on that Thursday. I'm yeah. not so sure if it's going to be. I don't want to get locked down to always happen to cook or always expecting them to cook. I need some movement with that. But I understand it astrologically that the holiday of Thanksgiving, when U.S. study, you know, has it, is in the sign of Sagittarius. And when the U.S. does Christmas, it's in the sign of Capricorn. And Canada's different, and other countries may be different. But I look at the sign and how I can kind of lean into more of a variety with Thanksgiving versus more of tradition of Capricorn. And this Christmas, we're going to have full moon. We have a full moon in the mother sign and we're going to have you know capricorn happens in father christmas and the, the, the patriarchal energies that go on with that so it's going to be this year not every year but this year it's going to kind of pull on our tradition roots and our expectations of who expects to see us and what they expect us to do and why we need to go to that place and eat at that family table so and it might just be traditional recipes and you can make it fun if you get your head centered on what the, the, the as above is saying to the, the below on earth. So this is a, I, just keep in mind, wherever Gemini, especially Gemini, that this full moon is lighting up your, your own personal chart, where the sign of Gem, just find the house of Gemini. Don't even get caught up in the degrees. But the house of Gemini is going to be where there are new discoveries, brilliance, of creativity that can come through. And man, that could come through in an out-of-body experience or a dream, because we still, as I said, don't get caught up in degrees. By sign, we've got the stimulus of Mercury and Mars. By sign, we've got the plumb your inner depths and do dream work and meditation and breath work, Pisces. You know, and then we've got the Gemini moon, that's Peter Pan, that's saying, how can I have fun with this? Oh, okay, so we got to go plan a family meal or whatever. How can I be the light that walks into the room without expectation of applause, without expectation of just if I do this and I take more than this and I'm a people pleaser and I bring extra stuff and I bring little hostess gifts, don't expect applause. Don't expect to, you know, make your light override the whole room. Instead, if you're traveling anywhere or to see anybody or hosting or cooking or going, I that you're going to be the light that comes into the room and not have expectation.
Mm-hmm. And that's it's, important. Yeah. And it's sometimes I mean, we go Nicole, Nicole in order to hope that we get positivity and, and that our energy has been low. And we hope that that event will give to us or nurture us. Yeah. Yeah. And so for everyone there, like, listen to what Mary was just saying, you know, where is this full moon happening for you? What house is it happening in? Um, you know, for me, a Gemini, I'm a cancer rising. That's my 12th house. And it just so happens that I'm going to be doing another plant medicine journey with Mother Ayahuasca just a few days after this full moon in Gemini. And, um, you know, then, but there's also a lot of other things that are, are, are kind of coming up. And so understand, I think this is important for you to reevaluate uh, the, the choices that are ahead of you and, and really get certain because I do feel like Saturn is asking all of us to commit. Like you it said, is. pick a side, pick a side yep. or, or, you know, do you need to see all of the sides first before you pick a side? So and when I said Gemini, yes, absolutely. That right there. It's like, we don't have to pick a side yeah. and we don't have to announce it if we pick a side. But again, let's, let's take it to base primal level. When someone's explaining their side of an equation, does that feel like a contraction? Yeah. Or does that feel like an expansion yeah. in your body? Yes. And I feel like too, this is important, like, um, to understand, like if there is a choice coming up that you need to make, and we're talking like a, you know, a good, a big choice. Um, this is the closing out of the, like you said, the lunar cycle, and this is closing out the, the Taurus eclipse eclipses and, and all of that, you know, it's time to move forward maybe in a new way, or maybe in just a much more committed way. And that does require some sort of a choice and willingness to pick a side. And so I think here, though, what's happening is before you pick a side, and I don't mean this from a place of like debating, you know, and and, and like politics and stuff like that. I mean, like for your own journey and what you're what you're ready to ready to set out on, you know, because we're talking about the vision quest, right, is like yeah. maybe just take it all in, get all the information from all avenues, from the little details to the big details, sit with it, you know, and really a reassess and look at, have I missed anything? Is there something I didn't see that I need to see right now in this full moon of illumination before, you we're know, truth- I really commit? Yep. We're truth seekers right now. We are, we are Robin Hood. We are Peter Pan. We are Snow White. We are, we're looking for fresh, fresher facts. And we're, so it's a good, great time for doing research. Most people don't. They just take the surface knowledge. Um, we're truth seekers. Saturn in Pisces is saying, and really Uranus in Taurus, which Uranus in and of itself, let's take that first before we get into a sign. Uranus is the radical awakener. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just like, I'm going to blast an, an epiphany into your life. And I'm going to give you a great awakening, whether you're ready or not. It's volcanic. Look at Iceland, for example. They're talking about all the earthquakes and the volcano is surely going to erupt. The ground is coming up and down with the magma just below the surface. So I looked up the zodiac sign of Iceland. It's a Pisces. <laughs> so, and look at Pisces ruling the entirety of the waterways of Mother Earth, so especially the ocean world. So, I mean, it can be like when there's been, God forbid, cancel, cancel, any oil spills or toxicity that comes into an area. You can't live in Florida like I did for 20 years and not hear about the things they don't want tourists to hear about called 
toxic algae or red tide, you know, and the tourists don't know because the real estate agents and the tourist boards don't really want you to cancel your vacation. But when you come to Florida and there's red tide and the algae bloom, it can be a problem with respiratory. It can be a problem for your female internal organs. I mean, red tide is, it's, it's intense. And so all the beach crews and all the state workers come at like four o'clock in the morning. I lived on the beach and they clean all the dead fish up and all the algae and all the stench and everything up between four and six in the morning because the people start walking the beach really early. So there's toxic things that can happen in Mother Earth right now. We're talking about um, when you look at the world and when you're looking at missiles being fired and you're looking at firepower and, and too strong of opinions on either side of a warring faction, Scorpio is about, oh, I'll get you my pretty or I'll get revenge if you do this. And it's more than just saber rattling, you know, and, and this Pluto thing that we're talking about until the end of November, it's also the old order dying. And Scorpio's number one impact when you've got a lot of planets happening in Scorpio and Mars there every two years. It won't be back in Scorpio for two years. Mars is now going to reveal what these oligarchy and these rulers and these dictators and these money mongerers wanted to keep hidden. I don't care if it's politics or, or trying to you know, rule, get another rule Saturn over we the people, Aquarius, what's happening right now is that that they wanted to keep hidden so badly with Ukraine or Russia or Palestine or, or Israel. Israel's Taurus, Palestine region is Scorpio. So this has a lot to do with exposing like a certain country. Like if I lived in France, France might want me to believe that blah, blah, blah is going on with this particular conflict. And if I lived in Canada or I lived in Greece or I lived in Russia, or I lived in Israel, they're going to lean at the propaganda and the psyops is what Scorpio is going to expose. So that may not be your thing, but don't be, as Nicole said, don't be so quick to be influenced by the news of your region, your area, your country, or even some of the social media sites that are owned and financed by, mm, yeah, some of those same power mongers. Yeah. Instead, meditate, mm -hmm. meditate. And how is it going to hurt you if you send prayers of light and healing to anyone in the, in the region of war, to anyone in a region of starvation or drought or floods or possible volcanic eruptions. What's going on in Mother Earth is a visual of what's been going on inside of us. Yeah. 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 And I mean, obviously with the Mars Uranus opposition, we just went through, oh. I mean, earthquakes and all of that was to be expected to be kind of coming up somewhere. You're mentioning Mount Etna. Yeah. And see, here's the thing. These things got stimulated at the new moon, okay? And when we come to full moons, you know, even our own little physical body, you know, you're looking at over 70% of liquid fluids. And so when you're looking at our earth mother and how much percentage of fluid she's got, uh, you know, involved in her biology, when we come to a full moon, the moon affects many of the creatures, hunting habits, or breeding habits, laying eggs habits, and and it, it, and it creates, creates a lunacy or it's a lunatic fringe or it creates, you know, it pulls the waters in the physical human temple up toward the brain. So there can be pressure mm -hmm. with different things. And we can get into melancholic or we can get into mania. We can get into a manic state of mind. That can be a manic high or a depressive low. But the moon has a lot to do with our moods and emotions. Now, in Gemini, it wants to be more. I want to discuss it. I want to hear it. 
I want to sit around the fire. I want to know your story. I want to tell my story. So with the Gemini full moon, regardless of how it's affecting each sign, truly, the Gemini full moon can give us liberation by expanding Nicole's word options and letting us finally open our eyes and take the veils off our eyes and see that we indeed always have choice. Mm-hmm. And, that, and the foundation of choice is choice, an equation, choice equals consequences. Yes. And with so that... Let me just, yeah, let me, yeah, let me do this real quick. So if, if Nicole and I are trying to just say this, when it comes to the potential stress points of you or I being a bit too set in our ways or rigid, I would look for that uh, when, when Mercury, the galactic center is about 27 degrees of Sag, Mercury's going to come up onto that. So that's a mind sore, you know, S-O-A-R. So it's not like a sore, like a wound. It's a soaring or a loftiness or mind taking flight going, yeah, wow, why not? So the square of Mercury to Neptune kind of gets embroiled a little bit between the 25th of the 28th of November. Don't try to push your opinion. Don't be a right fighter. Don't fight to be right. Allow yourself to not be involved in a contraction to defend or be on the defense. Instead, just flow and really see where the other person is coming from. You don't have to agree or change your beliefs, but just don't get caught up in the potential tension of that. I agree. I agree. Because the, 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 the Neptune square to to Mercury is going to just exacerbate like confusion, misunderstandings, um, you know, there's something you may not be seeing or there's something you don't want to see that you could really, see, that you could see. Yeah, you could see. Yeah. And, and I, and I would say like, that's a really good thing is with this particular full moon and the two weeks following it is really use that opportunity to listen to as much information as you can, like get all the information, gather, gather, like there's more to be revealed. And I keep getting Nicole, I keep getting with all this Scorpio purging and surging. Um, we've all had that feeling about that creepy relative or they always, you know, they, they act one way, they, they appear one way, but they act another. And sometimes that's accelerated during birthdays or memorials or ceremonies or weddings or funerals or holidays, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say that this may be the very year that we set the final boundary that needs to be set up against that relative or that family member. And we finally speak up to mom or dad going, you know what? Yeah, that's not me anymore. You can do it any way you want to. I'm not going to walk on eggshells around you or play pretend, play pretend that we don't have a bridge between us or a problem. If you're ready, work on it. If you want to talk it out, that's great. But don't push you and don't push that onto me anymore because, yeah, it's not happening. I'm 21 or I'm 54 or I'm like divorced or whatever it is. I'm not, I'm not taking the shame or the blame anymore. Work on your own self. And the way I usually get out of that with people is I just go, uh, check yourself. Me taking care of me and me monitoring me and me keeping my psychological, my mental, my spiritual, my holistic wellness in check is a 24-7 job that I have to be in charge of. I have to have discernment. I have to have authority of of the, the light forces. I have to be welcoming to that, and I have to not push that away just because daddy hurt me in the past or or the marriage broke, or whatever. I no, I'm not. I'm not going to learn in an effervescent way energetically if I always start with, well, they treated me wrong and that wasn't right, or they treated me wrong and then they pretended like they didn't do anything wrong, and I'm just supposed just supposed to ignore that behavior and take it 
you know, in, in the in the jog, let them slap me again energetically because I never set the boundary in the first place. I'm feeling like this full moon Thanksgiving is going to be where we finally go. Yeah, that's not happening. Check yourself, pump your brakes. That could easily happen. We're not going to allow that that person that doesn't want to do their own work and wants to shit stir you. Yeah, we're not going to let that happen. We may choose to be silent and just say a statement like, you know, on that, we're going to agree to disagree. Yeah, it's not up for debate. I'm not discussing that this holiday or it could simply be, oh, look at the time. I'm going to go what? And then try to make you feel good. No, either we don't do that or I'm going to take my food to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So allow that. If you're inviting people to your home, you drive your own car somewhere so you're not you know, impeded by somebody else not wanting to be ready to go when you are or be very maybe maybe meet everybody out at a restaurant instead of cooking. So everybody has an option to stay as long as they want to. This is one of those years that I say you might want to consider eating out for the, you know, meet up with relatives and families because the sun square Neptune is kind of rolling in the background until the new moon of December. So it's, it's, you know, Mars is go Saturn is the brakes as Nicole said. So sometimes we need to put the brakes on somebody else's, discussing of us and well, well Nicole only likes to do it that way. No, Mary doesn't want to say, oh, excuse me, excuse me. I'm right here. I, I can define what I like and what I don't like. Thank you. Don't, don't make banner statements about what I believe or what I don't. I'm right here in the room. Yeah. So no, no, don't, you, you know, you can tell me how you feel. You're not going to tell me how I feel. That's not going to happen. And sometimes those relatives or those, or those in-laws or, or parents, you know, that, only really accept you and give you praise or those adoring looks if you play the game their way. Like you're either part of their drone or their AI creation, or you're somehow snubbed or there's disdain or there's those looks, the rolling of the eyes or just, oh, Nicole, oh, Mary. And it's just like, hey, I didn't come here to fight, but if you invite me to the dance, I'll exit. Yeah, I'll exit. I'll make a choice whether I'm engaging or not. I would say that unless you're setting a boundary, a long overdue, family boundary at the family table, then I would, I'm not say enable or avoid in, in the psychologically damaging ways. It, again, it might be Saturn saying, yeah, I'm going to, we're going to agree to disagree on that. I put on brakes, but I didn't insult anybody. Yeah. We're going to agree to disagree on that one. Okay. okay. Oh, what do you mean? I'm not doing that. <laughs> so I wanted I'm to pull a card. That. I wanted to pull a card for um, the full moon before you go into the all signs and you're going to love the card I just pulled. Oh, goody. Like it's so perfect for this Gemini full moon. So I'm going to show everyone. Um, so what I'm showing them is the card, the poet. <laughs> okay. So, and of course we're talking about Gemini and Sagittarius here, right? And we're talking about, you know, the writer, the speaker, but also the philosopher and the poet is the artist, the witness, the truth teller. The poet's work is to feel immensely and not be afraid. They must seek out the truth in the darkest corners of the world and carry it back for all to see. The unique capacity resides within us all, regardless of our relationship to creativity. When the poet energy is present, there is a call for deep honesty and reflection, for seeing the big picture within the little one. The poet rides effortlessly between the personal and the universal. It's possible that others may not seem to listen or care about the poet's work, but do not be discouraged. The words of the poet ring true for centuries to come, soothing the wounds of despair and violence that captivate our world. The poet's work is never finished. Find your voice and trust that the wind will carry it. How perfect for this full moon. Well, and yeah, absolutely. And the power of words. Yes. The power of words. The poet is a powerful archetype. 
um, the the because it's related to the shaman. The poet is the related to the shaman. It's the bridge, right? The po poet is the bridge. Absolutely. And I always say, when it comes to eclipses, like the eclipse of October of 2023 formed the bridge that takes us to early April of 2024. Now you may say, well, it's only November. Why are we, why are we dealing with the, the archetype of the poet? Okay, well, that eclipse was in Libra. Libra's sign is the dove of peace. Libra wants to negotiate. Libra wants to mediate. Libra's like, like we both can win if I really listen to side A and I really listen to side B and I'm neutral. Libra, an air sign like Gemini, then I'm going to listen to your words and your rants and your rage. I'm going to look at all your emotion, anger or rejection or whatever. And I think, okay, I'm going to listen to all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to mediate and say, what I'm hearing you really need and what I'm hearing you really need is this. And then the poetry of that energy is, I really hear you. I really felt you. Here comes Saturn. But in the legal of this, in the financial of this, in the laws of this state, in the rules of the court, these are the parameters. This is the highway that you're going to have to go on to get the divorce, to make this contract come to you. You're the musician. Here's the contract. Here's the contract of who's going to back you and finance your tour. Yeah. So the person that's coming to be investing in you, to love you, to make love to you, to finance your work, to be a cooperative element for you and whatever idea you're wanting to bring life to, that was that Libra eclipse. So who comes in our life and, and what's coming around us with the poet full moon of Gemini over our Thanksgiving celebration here in America, it, it, the seed was planted with Libra on that October 14th, 15th new moon. And the seed, it's gestating, it's growing, and the birth and the flowering is going to be that first, the ending of the first week of April in 2024, when we have that great solar eclipse that's visible in a lot of places in America. In the meantime, although we have our personal projects, let us be poets and shamans of peace. And let us be more acutely aware of the words joined with our breath that leaves our mouth. Mm -hmm. She pulled the poet. It's like, it's like putting the needle, the, the thread into the needle. It's a concert of energies. If I want to mend something, if I want to correct something, and if I want to, you know, kind of put the fabric back together or the upholstery rip back together, it's like I put the thread into the eye of the needle, and then I have both the thread and a tool of the needle to be able to work together, Libra, Gemini. Gemini's the twins. you got two constellation brothers, Libra, the two sides of the scale of justice, Aquarius, the star creature, the final air sign, the star creature that pours from the urn of the starry waters as above, so below. So we've got some air energy that's going on right now that I believe is what will lift us up creatively, energetically. So like Nicole's saying, how can you Put, it's the way you say it sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's the way you can word it that you'll get a powerful, more powerful truth or point across by the melodic visionary choice of your words when you're not also deeply listening to what they say. But you don't let somebody verbally bully you. You don't let somebody gaslight you. You don't let somebody be narcissistically grabbing all the auctions out of the room. You have to set some of those psychological verbal boundaries and go, okay, 
well, I feel like I've, I've uh, heard enough of that, or I feel like that I certainly understand your side of things and your point of things. Yeah. And this and, is what's good truth. For me now. And I was going to say, interestingly enough, too, um, Mercury's in a really nice sextile to Venus, ruler of Libra. Yes. And yes. so, so there's like that really beautiful, there is that opportunity, but you have to take it, you know, like so it requires poet. action. Yep. Think poet, think shaman, you know, think that, you know, it, when you're sitting around with people that are very familiar and, and, and tribal significant others in your life, the kids, the parents, the grandparents, the uncles, the cousins, you know, whatever, the, the husband, the wife, the, the, the lover, the, the longtime friend. These are all, te- these are all, they're, they're just like little lights in the ceremonial fire. These people that you're going to be around as you come into these tribal celebrations. You know, when we go to like ayahuasca ceremonies or Native American energy circles, then we're surrounded a lot of times by new people or one significant person that's either we enjoy taking um, the, the visionary trip with, or we're, you know, helping them get through it, or we've been through it, or it's our first time, or, you know, we loved what all surfaced up and bubbled up within us. So that's the kind of thing that can be happening on a psychological, mystical dream. I mean, the Gemini Pisces connection, boom, brings out the dreams too. It brings out the visions and the dreams, whether you're doing any kind of herbal or, or prescription uh, substance or not. It, it's just music. Oh my God. Music is, is uh, I went to a concert there tonight. It's been a while since I've been a actual theater with a bunch of people and it was this chick that got famous on the internet ally the piper and she's like a young girl that got famous and went viral playing the bagpipes and she did like free bird and she did like (laughs) and there and her 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 friend uh, that collaborates with her plays the electric violin and so these aren't instruments that i had normally i mean i've seen it on on instagram and stuff but i'd not normally seen some really younger people aspiring to bring bagpipes into rock. And I mean, the one electro violin girl brought into Metallica. She's a Metallica song, you know, and they did this like bagpipe. And I'm like, who knew, you know, so that's Gemini. That was like, wow, in my mind, I never imagined an electric violin or bagpipes doing free bird or Metallica. You know, I, I, I just never, you know, thought, I never experienced that. So whether you like it or not, isn't the issue. It's like, if you've not witnessed certain things before, it can be a fountain of inspiration, even if you say, glad I went, glad I heard the musical vibrations, love music, it's a good friend of mine, love sound healing. So that was an adventure out across the highway into a theater to actually hear live performances instead of just YouTube or instead of just TikTok or whatever, or Instagram. So, and, and you look at how, what's the back wave of that? What's the flow of that? And and I like the bagpipes. I've always liked the bagpipes, but I had not. I'd seen the violin player by an implant. This is an electric violin. It was like some like chick that's a rock star kind of a thing. It's like, oh, how interesting is that? And what amazed me is because they're so young is that the audience, as I looked down on the bottom level, of, I was up in the balcony, so I looked down on the audience, I'm like, oh, how interesting. There's so many white and silver, silver-haired people down there. I thought it would be like all, you know, University of Tennessee students. There was some of that, but it was so interesting to me that the crowd was like, 30 and up or 40 and up that came out to see this, this drummer and this guitar guy. And they're all in their twenties. And I just thought, wow, that I wouldn't have put that, that A and B together. So Gemini is about kind of breaking out of your old paradigms, you know, like the old rules, uh, the old, I, I think if, as Nicole pointed out options, I would say that 
the the stick in the wheel that keeps you from moving forward right now and some signs more than others that we're going to go through quickly is that you got to break up break up with stoic break up with rigid break up with stoic because let me tell you something the only constant in life is change it's going to change yes it's going to change and sometimes it'll be a big plus and sometimes it'll be you got to let it go minus or and you know it's all lessons sometimes we're just done with that or the way we were. And it's like, if we can look at it, at it, it's all a blessing and a blessing. Ultimately, even if someone acted out way inappropriately, it still helped to make us strong. It still taught us to say, yeah, that's not happening anymore that way. No. Been there, done that, bought the t-shirt, as they say. <laughs> yes. So if you're an Aries, the energy that's going on right now, the byproduct, if you're an Aries, as all, all the Sagittarian stuff is like, wee and yippee, you still got this surge of these Scorpio planets because Mars does have a co-rulership with both Aries and Scorpio. So Aries people, I've talked to a lot of Aries people, and they've been, since the end of September, it's been like, holy moly, I'm moving, I'm letting go of that, I thought they loved me, we've known each other eight years. So I'm hearing a lot of this um, North Node, South Node stuff coming in, Nicole, of people that are under the sign or have moons or rising signs in Aries and Libra beginning to go through the personal, the very personal, private, intimate life changes. Because Aries is, I did it my way. And Libra's like, oh, I'm really attracted to you. Can we hang out? You know, can we, I want you with me. I want you with me. And Aries is like, well, I really, I'm hot for you, but you can't be too needy with me. So we're all kind of going through that now with the North and South Node and those signs. But the benefits, you uh, as an Aries as we're coming into this full moon is the upliftment and the liberation, Gemini, keyword, liberty, liberation, getting free of something that was holding you back, rising up, leveling up, is everything to do with audio, words, writing, lyrics, super potent sales ideas, marketing ideas, um, really, but really making sure that when you're making an offer to someone or you're perhaps writing up a a proposal or a legal venue or whatever is make sure you're really fair to you, to you, Aries, as well as not doing anything sinister, underhanded, or secretive to the other person. I mean, the way to, if you're going to make rules, if you're going to do a legal contract, then don't do that with, well, I'll put this clause in there and they'll never see it. They'll never figure it out. And then when I want to pull the rug out from under them, I can do it. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. If you've not noticed, we're in very intense times out there. In this uh, 21st century, we're in very intense times. So I wouldn't want to invite in any of this bizarre karmic boomerang stuff that's been going on intensely. And the first real intense karmic boomerang thing was 2012. You know, and now we're coming into this 2020 forward into 2025. Yeah, I would, I would uh, play fair. I don't even bother. I'm going to do the cardinal signs first. If you're a cancer... It's that 12th house, and it's a time for deep rest. Imagine that you've lived in that womb for eight, nine months, and it's the 12th house, and it's the final few days before a birth. That's what this full moon is. Now, for cancers, it's actually the final 30 days before the birth, because if if you're a cancer, you have a cancer rising or a cancer moon, Christmas, the 24th, 25th, 26th of December is your personal signature strongest full moon of the year so this isn't a time for you to seek the spotlight it's a very private time it's a very stealth 
secretive, intimate, personal time. It's not even like a big explosion of a time romantically or financially. It's about uh, allowing yourself to see deeper than you ever have before and just to be quiet and go witness without any expectation of return. It's the 12th house. It's the, it's the moment, the moments before the labor starts and you have the birth that next month's full moon. So there's a lot of things I would say for you Cancerians to bear witness to, to be very positive, very kind, very patient with yourself and others, and just kind of watch other people and what's orbiting around you. Pay attention to what nature shows you. Are there any new animals showing up? Are there colors that you've never really worn and that you're drawn to? You may step out of your comfort zone with Gemini by saying, you know what, I never wear lime green. I'm going to get some lime green. I always wear red. I always wear off-white. I always wear neutrals. I'm going to get a bold color, and I'm going to make myself at least wear that around the house and see what that energetic color feels to me. So it's about reading energy and energy wanting to be private, intimate, alone time energy wanting to teach you. And I'd easily say that Cancerians could have some really strong visitations from their guides, their um, herbs, oils, um, angelic guides, dreams to where you're actually in a multidimensional experience or, or walk, jumping timelines, past life experiences, and how it's benefiting this lifetime, breaking up with past life, uh, former walkabout energies that were um, self-destructive themes in this lifetime, finally getting the key to unlock all that so it can't scare you anymore, it can't inhibit you anymore, it can't trigger your anger anymore because you finally saw its point of origin. If you're a Capricorn, Capricorns with that Pluto and the latter degrees of Capricorn and these nodes shifted and Eris into the Aries Libra dynamic, this is an excellent behind-the-scenes power dynamic for Capricorns. You're getting supportive connections with the doctors, with the corporate, the CEOs, with the authority figures. That Saturn in Pisces and that Neptune in Pisces is, because Pisces is the 12th sign, it's secretive anyway. And it's really given Capricorns an ability to go, oh, I didn't know that before. Oh, that's going to help me legally. Oh, damn, that helped me not make a financial mistake. So I really see some good karmic waves coming in around Capricorn because Pluto in the latter degrees of Capricorn for our lifetime as it goes out into Aquarius uh, next year, Capricorns have really gone through like a 12-year revealing of the psyops of our family and our life and the purpose of my life. Capricorns are very centered on what's the bigger message of my soul's mission. And with this Gemini moon triggering you know, that dynamic of uh, the sixth house, I feel like that it's all about this is what sustains me. This is what exhilarates me. This is my psychological orgasm. This is my spiritual epiphany. There's a lot of really powerful, but it's just for you, Capricorn. It's just for you. Don't expect other people to get it or understand it. This is the reward cycle for Capricorns that cleaned up the shit in their life and the abuse and the bullying and the gaslighting. If you're so, congratulations. It's a nice wave for Capricorns. If you're Libra, uh, the final air cardinal sign, this is a ninth house type of thing, and I feel like the family feuds are ending. Uh, the, the 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 tank is empty. It's like they've run out of gas. It's, they're, they're running their game. Isn't going to work anymore. If you're a Libra, I would look very close at legals, at contracts, 
at official rules to be abided by, the permits that you may need, not even if it's a damn burn permit. Don't light the leaves on fire because it's autumn if there's a drought going on in your area. Don't think, well, I'll just get away with it. I know how to burn leaves. I've done it all my life. I'll get a water hose out there. No, if you're going to campfires or ceremonial circles or whatever, Mars is strong right now, and it can be missiles and fires and rockets and things falling to Earth, and, and we've got a couple of comets that are coming in. One will be real visible by the time we get into spring of 2024 at that eclipse. So this is your liberation from the Gemini moon is from former family strongholds. You know, even biblically in 2 Corinthians 10, verses 4 through 9, it talks about breaking strongholds in the mind. Why does that believe? Why does thinking that way have such a hold on you? Did you ever stop to consider the spirit or the essence of why it wants you to just see it that way and just believe it that way? So for Libra, you're breaking up with debilitating, self-defeating beliefs or thoughts. If you're Scorpio, you're getting liberated through positive financial gains. There's new freedoms. There's interdimensionality of fate, attractions, Faded attractions, I feel like a lot of Scorpios of either biology are just going to be stunned at how instant and powerful a compatibility can be because Mars has already gone into Scorpio. So now for Scorpios, it's another two years before it gets to our sign again, and it's another year before it opposes us in Taurus. And so Scorpios right now have just had that phoenix regeneration, the spontaneous combustion, because Scorpios had to look at over this last year and a half, everything that was either serving a higher purpose or dragging them down. So either your your fuel tank of faith was full or your gas tank of expectation was empty. I mean, you've got to let go of the expectations and you've got to learn to put your boots on the ground. And as long as a Scorpio practices discernment, psychic and spiritual discernment, they'll advance. When they try to control everything, similar to Taurus, when they get into that, no, I have to drive the car this way, and I have to always park there, and I don't like anybody to touch my coffee pot that way, and I put the towels and fold them only that way. When Scorpio or Taurus get into that crap, that's like ego. That's like they've got a big fear underneath. They've got a big fear about change, and so they're trying to put the candle there and the towels over there and the food over there, and I only eat this, and I want my diet coat or I'm in a bad mood. So, if you're a Scorpio or a Taurus and you've still got those kind of things going on and I never go out before two o'clock, I never, ever break my schedule, then you've got a fear of change. It's okay to have a preference, but if you're locked, oh no, I never go to lunch or I go to early dinner or lunch and it has to be between two and four every day. It's the only time I'll eat. So, yeah. Okay. Well, welcome to your rigid self. So for Scorpio, again, I see that because you're not, the, the more of it Scorpio doesn't try to control especially their intimate life. And they don't try to control it or drive it or always have to be in charge or the captain because they're a force to be reckoned with anyway. <clears throat> but if the Scorpio lover or partner can step back and let the person show who they are, that's when the benefits will start to come to a Scorpio. Oh, guess what? In what way? You would think sexually. You would think intimately. No. If a Scorpio backs off control of their intimate partner, they get rewarded financially. If a Taurus backs off control of the finances with their partner and stops worrying about the shit all the time and going through every possible losing scenario they could, they get rewarded in their intimate and sexual life. Yeah, that's the way it works. So if you're a Leo, it's an 11 house full moon and, and Gemini and Leo get along 
and the, the Mars in Sagittarius and the Mercury in Sagittarius, the Mars in Sagittarius happening over November the 24th. Um, the Leo's not that um, much, you know, bothered by the, the Piscean type of stuff. Leo's just like, okay, we'll go over there and dream. Or, you, okay, you can be the music DJ. Go put on the music because I'm a Leo and I'm going to do what I want to do anyway. So with, with Leo, I feel with Leo over the next three to four weeks, it's like going to be kind of astounding how spirit brings you that neighbor, that friend, that insight. You might be in the grocery store. You might be at physical therapy. You might be on a hike. And that person you connect with just drops this astounding life-changing truth or concept. And you go, whoa, it's when you say, I never looked at that that way before. And right there, you hear this, click, click, and a key just unlocked you. So I see Leo's getting unlocked in beneficial ways, instead of them always having to have a plan or trying to direct what's going on. I see Leo's letting, the more that Leo's kind of let go more um, with their mood and their thoughts. And, you know, I have, it has to be this way. This is what I believe. And this is the way it has to go. Fixed signs are rigid. They got a rigidity they got to contend with. So as Leo like really appreciates that neighbor or that friend or that nurse practitioner or the veterinarian assistant, or whatever, or the, or the person that tells them something nutritional. Wow, thank you. So I think that it will be a stream of consciousness that blesses Leo for a minimum of five to seven years. If you're an Aquarian, the Gemini liberations arrive in your fifth house. So it's in working with people younger than yourself, uh, out of the mouth of babes, younger people, children, um, uh, doing something in your community involving a charity to help somebody else make a wish foundation or, or, you know, feed the animals or whatever it might be in that sense. With Aquarius, the fifth house is also not talked about by many astrologers celebrating your own inner child. And, and what do you remember as young as you can remember the creativity and, and the, just the faith that you had as, as a child for self-expression and recreation and taking a gamble, you know, so the fifth house is like, Dance with chance. So for for that type of energy with Aquarius, I feel like that there's, and again, concerts, stepping out of the box and doing something with a sports venue or a music concert or a dance type of thing or going to some kind of holiday event that if you were grown up and a Baptist and maybe you go to with a friend to the little Catholic thing or you go over here to this or that. So getting out of your, which isn't hard for an Aquarius to step out of the envelope of what you came in with and the Saturnian rules and boundaries of when you were a child with an Aquarius now coming in these holiday traditions, like go do something else of a different tradition. If you're a Taurus, it's a second house kind of dynamic. And what liberation that creates a revelation is seeing what really, what really is your definition of what holds true worth. Taurus people with strong Taurus are now seeing powerful truths about what is valuable besides just the money game or your possessions. And I always say when it comes to a second house transit, what's got a hold on you? Go back to strongholds again, our original fears or insecurities about finances or our material world or the car we drive or the mortgage we pay. And all the, you know, I have to, you know, I, I can't reach out. I can't take a chance. I have to blah, 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 blah. So it, for Taurus, it's what's the valuable energy besides just the monetary rules there's the saturnian rules well then if you do this you owe me this and you're in debt this and your debt ratio should be this it's good to look at all that i don't have a problem with that but if it's owning you and it's blocking your faith 
and it's not letting you believe in your own self, the liberations come with how the external matters, especially monetary, the monetary game and the rules and regulations of money and society's rules over that, or your parents' rules over that, or I mean, what you learned in college over monetary and finance, how is it controlling you? How is it controlling you? And you want to get that noose or that leash off of your foot. You want to get that off of there. If you're a Gemini, of course, it's a first house hit. It's a direct hit. I believe you Geminis need to back off pushing your partners. Like stop trying to get your significant others to just match your busy schedule. You've got Mars getting ready to pop into Sagittarius right before this full moon on the 24th. You've got the Mercury dynamic there before we get to the full moon. You've got the squares coming up with with Pisces and Saturn at zero degrees and, and Neptune on down there in the 20 degrees. So with Gemini right now, there's the possibilities of you overbooking or packing too much into your schedules. So you start to spin and you start that you're not doing well Mutable signs normally can multitask very well, very efficiently, but not with this full moon. It's like I, I see more your dreams, music, uh, maybe having some people over and just having easy cocktails or whatever. Like try to bring more recreation, Gemini, rather than jamming that work schedule or that career schedule or trying to blend them both all the time. They don't usually go together anyway. So take those sweet spot soft moments of like we've had a really busy day with work that day on Monday. So Wednesday night, let's have some people over for a two-hour cocktail hour and just grill some burgers or have a nice salad and just sit and watch the river go by. So I, I feel like that Geminis are pretty open to changing ideas. The thing with Geminis, when somebody gives them an inspiration or some new, some new concepts of, of data or research, it's so funny. Watch a Gemini, male or female, all of a sudden it becomes their idea. It's so funny. Now, why is that? Because Leo's on their third house. Gemini, Cancer, Leo. So it, it, all of a sudden it becomes their idea. They came up with it and they don't have that tendency to credit. Not that you have to, but they don't seem to ever credit where that piece of information came from. Like I like to tell the author of a book or I like to tell the musician's name or Nicole and I bounce back very easily with, to Nicole's point, to Mary's point, you know, we're not in competition with each other. And if you watch your Gemini people, it's so funny. Oh, look at that. They're taking full credit for that. They're, they leave people with the assumption that it was their idea. It's just different signs, different styles. So with Gemini, it's a first house hit. I believe they could actually absolutely hit overload and drain their battery. Just like you got to all of a sudden go, oops, I have to drain my cell phone. So Gemini, you better, you better, this is a full moon right on you. So the days leading up to this full moon could really knock the wind out of your sails. If you keep trying to push it, push it, push it, it could just all of a sudden be, yep, nope, better put the brakes on because that's Saturn. If you're Virgo, it's fourth house, and I see continued surges of home repairs, improving uh, the things that you value, that you own. I feel like if you're a Virgo, there's a, your stress relief is coming from getting the projects taken care of that have been hanging up there, or you've just not been in the mood. But the fourth house is more the home of the soul inside the body, hence the wellness, your stresses that are going on mentally. Virgo, like Gemini, is an overthinker. They overanalyze, they overthink, they overspeak. So this full moon in your fourth house, I feel could actually break some kind of generational stress or generational curse that you hear about in a lot of um, truth books and spiritual teachings. I feel like that something that was kept swept under the rug 
or we don't talk about that, or well, that just happened once, or that's no big deal. I feel like that whole thing could be like, boom, and whoever it is that was the perpetrator or the abuser or the liar or the greed monger gets their legs and the wind knocked out of them. I feel like Gemini is the breath, the atmosphere, the ether, the air that we wear, and, and someone that's been wearing a mask of deception or, or physical or mental or psychological abuse for you Virgos, I feel like that it's absolutely in the whole ancestral dynamic of that. I feel like that the history and the ancestry and how that's affected the foundations of your family, like it was some started with somebody's grandpa or it started with a stepsister or whatever, and there was an abuse that was like buried and you didn't feel protected and all that with Virgo, it's going to be like, yeah, watch this, you're come up and just got delivered by mercury the messenger and it shot the arrows right in the bullseye going yo bitch not anymore you just got exposed so they're going to have to contend with their greed their lies what they stole why they stole it but they're not going to get to bully you and they're not going to get to keep poking the tiger in the cage anymore those days died boom done end of chapter for incarnations to come not just the relief it brings this lifetime somebody is going to get back by their own design and by their own devices and their own greed and their own mean-spiritedness and their own Machiavellian uh, non-spiritual choices, they're about to see what that looks like. The, the karmic boomerang is going to come back, Virgo, to the people that did not do you right. And finally, with Sagittarius, Sagittarius Mars is popping into your sign on the 24th, and Mercury's dancing around in it the first part of uh, mid-November, and Venus is happy in Libra, and you've gotten used to Saturn being in Pisces, and, you know, that's hit you harder in, like, March and June and September and late November, December of the last couple of years or two or three years. And now I feel like the Gemini moon is granting you an independence and a freedom, and the arrows are hitting the, the bullseye of being released from dogmatic types of personality and rigid uh, people that have been around you. I feel like you're kind of finding your tribe, Sagittarius. It's been two years since Mars has been in your sign. So there's going to be a lot of doors that open. But it's a funny thing about doors. If you're in somewhere and you want to go through and, and go into another room, sometimes when there's doors to those rooms, like you got to go into a bedroom or you're going to go into a bathroom, there's a door that opens and a door that closes. So I see that with Sagittarius. I see that there's doors opening that are inspiring and interesting and like man it's been a while since I felt that good from a guitar playing or that good riding in my truck or or you know speaking to that oh what a what an enlivening empowering conversation god I needed that yeah that's what's inspiring the Sagittarians right now is 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 the the power of different opinions being able to uplift the room themselves, their own truths, like layers of truth and layers of philosophical empowerment is coming around Sagittarius. But there's old doors that have to close. And sometimes old doors are we move, we divorce, someone passes away, uh, they move away, they go off to college, whatever it is. But with Sagittarius right now, it, it's a sign, it's a full moon of where you're experiencing your birthday. Your birthdays, happy birthday, Sagittarians. Happy birthday, beautiful archers. But I feel like you've got to get that Gemini message to, you know, there's increasing solar flares. The aurora borealis is coming down further in the United States. And there's, there's again, back to Nicole's point at the beginning of the show, we're in an, we're in an 
we're in a purging cycle in the, in the first three weeks of November. So we're releasing fear and we're letting in the strength. So I exhale resentment. I exhale financial concerns. I exhale worry and fear. Worry is the opposite of faith. Worry is the, fear is the opposite of faith. Let your fuel tank get filled up with faith. And, and it's just like we have to take cautions with deep waters or oceans or, or wildfires type of a thing. That part of this Kazemi of Mars, Kazemi is Arabic. And Kazemi means, it, the Kazemi astrologically means when a planet is traveling, journeying, or transiting across the face of the sun, our great star. Of this, of this Milky Way galaxy that we're currently incarnated in. But Kazemi in Arabic is like Mars crossing the face of the sun, being at the exact point of the sun, means it kisses the face of the sun. So in all those textbook astrology books, I go back to the Phoenicians and the Persians and the ancient and the Hindu astrologers, and when they say it's Kazemi, Mars in Scorpio is kissing the great star of the sun. So there's a kiss. There's, there's an intimacy. There's a sweet spot that's happening with Mars, although it can be kick-ass fierce in Scorpio. It's compatible with the sun right now. It's aligned with the sun, and Mars is Kazemi with the sun. So let the Scorpio energies in conclusion, let the purging that needs to happen be welcomed. It's not a contraction meant to hurt you or to cause you pain. It's the contraction, if you will, to simply allow the birth to take place. Mars is kissing the face of the sun. So it's favored by the sun. And Mars is ruled a governor of the sign of Aries and Scorpio. So it's stronger there. So it's a very strong kiss. And a strong kiss is something or someone special. When it kisses you, sometimes our eyes close. Sometimes we feel the electricity. Mars and the sun are both electrical. Scorpio as a sign is magnetic. So we've got a magnet that's happening, an electromagnetic neuropeptide experience that's happening in the as above in the heavens affecting each of us on earth that willingly will tune into that. So tune into that now. And every time you're hearing this particular replay of this broadcast with Nicole and I, anytime you hear the word Kazemi, C-A-Z-I-M-I. It's a kiss from the face of the sun. And the sun's not a planet. The sun is the greatest star in our galactic mode. And right now with Sagittarius, when we hit that 25 to 27 degrees of Sagittarius, it's Jupiter ruled. And it has to do with the galactic center, the great attractor. Pleiades, the seven sisters are strong in the sky with Orion right now. So this is about look up, keep looking up. But take a real solemn, deliberate glance also at what has been tethering you, holding you back, and say to those fears, whether it's financial or sexual or, or family or, or stranger dangers, you know, say to those fears, thank you for the teacher that you were. I don't prefer that type of life teaching and soul expansion circumstances anymore. I now willingly welcome, I welcome my life lessons and my soul advancement that come through harmony and peace and laughter and prosperity and creative acumen. Thank you for those energies. I welcome the wealth of my health and I welcome 
all of the wellness producing applications that I can walk into and share with other people. I'm worth it, Taurus. I'm worth it. I accept it. And I'm divorcing and breaking up with less than and anything that drains my energy. I am evolving and I welcome my empowerment. Boom. That's the Scorpio Taurus notes closing out. Sorry, I meant, um, did we do Pisces? Maybe. Pisces, maybe not. <laughs> Pisces, thank you. Keep me on track, Nicole. Pisces, the Gemini dynamic for Pisces. I feel like Pisces right now, they're having to go through, it's the zenith point of a lot of the Pisces charts, the top point. And what's happening is it, it's um, a lot to do with what I've gotten used to in my life, where I find my comfort and my my secret garden and my safe place to regenerate and hide versus them. They're kind of walking through the shadow. It's kind of a valley experience for Pisces right now because there's Saturn's been there and Neptune's been there. And although Pisces likes to zone out, take a pill, smoke a joint, go, you know, have the drink, go, go back to bed, try to, you know, just get zoned out or just high enough not to feel the pain or the sting of something that's going on with them health-wise or around them health-wise, I feel like that there's a point of reckoning coming for Pisces. And although there will be a high tide of change somewhere centered around home and family or someone that you've been in a relationship, an active relationship for a long time, there may be a goodbye. There may be a parting. There may be a farewell. And with that letting go Anytime we have to let go of the job or the place we grew up with or a person that was in our life, there's that process that we have to go through of like, wow, that was a really strong part of my life. That was a really, you know, or, or the Pisces that are in a fight to improve their own health and they're not avoiding it anymore. Whatever circumstances they have to take or be a part of to get that treatment or to seek that that additional help or wellness. So I, it's a bit of a stormy cycle has been for Pisces. Like they've kind of put something on a back burner or they're kind of like, la, 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 I don't want to look at that, you know, and they've been engaged in prayer and optimistic um, procedures. But sometimes the way that fate moves into our life is there simply has to be a goodbye with the familiar or a farewell because that farewell and the process, it's all a process. That process of how we emerge from that, when you look at the, the term emergency, we go to, people go to the hospital, that's Pisces ruled, but sometimes they have to go to the emergency room because it's amped up. Well, from the word emergency, Pisces comes emerging. So I feel that Pisces are emerging past some kind of formerly a crisis point within themselves or around someone they care about. And they've kind of been putting off having to make that ultimate, I got to go in this direction. I got to go down this road. I'm going to have to let that go. I have to get the divorce. I'm going to have to let the kid go into rehab because I can't get them off drugs. They've got to make the decision. There's some kind of intense psychological and spiritual dynamic that's going on with Pisces. Don't think it's new at all. Uh, it might be It might be, have been something that was underneath the surface for four to five years, but I feel like the reckoning point is before they get to February of next year. Okay. 
Wow. Nobody gets picked on this month. No, Nobody. I know. <laughs> that means it's a tough full moon for everyone. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's, it's but, but if you just keep that, the key word is liberation is here. If you could sit with yourself and let go of all the signs for a minute and say, as a star and as a mammal and as a creature that has breathed supernatural life into it, what are those strongholds in my mind? And why do I, it's like when something gets stuck in your teeth, why do I always go back to that way of thinking? Like I go try to get that until I can get to the floss or the peroxide. I'm always trying to get that thing out of my teeth with my tongue. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's time for me to allow that spiritual effervescence, that, that empowerment to come through and just dip your toe in the water and try a different method. You just might turn around going, I never looked at it like that. I know, oh my I God, think... all this time I've been doing that in that way. And now I am free. I think that's that. a great way to end it. That's and the I key think thing. That's, that's powerful, the key thing. powerful medicine for this full moon. So it really thank is. You. And just let go of the stronghold, honey. Mm -hmm. Just let go of the strongholds because you got to believe in you. You got to believe in you. That's one of the yes. first steps we do. And we love you. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes, yes, yes. I hope you all had a very, um, or will have a very happy Thanksgiving uh, as this podcast comes out right before the holidays. And of course, be safe, hold, I wouldn't say hold your tongue, but really make sure that before your tongue wags that you've really taken in <laughs> everything that it needs to take in. Um, and, and, and use this time to maybe strike balance or see the things that you haven't seen before. So thanks again, Mary, for coming on the show. And of course, our final, final show of the year will be our full moon in cancer. Oh, your little cancer ascendant baby over here is excited about that. And um, we will absolutely <clears throat> make sure we do a call in for that one. We wanted to do it for this one, but because I've been under the weather, uh, it was just a little bit too difficult to organize, <clears throat> but that will be happening for the final one. So maybe, um, Mary, we can do a full moon one, but also like kind of maybe like also look into the new year, like maybe some new year kind of wishes or that, I don't know. Yeah. 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 Something I love like that. that. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. We'll look at some new year themes for, and, and when we say themes, we're not locking you into just one category of life, but let's do some new year themes on what looks like the most, um, the spotlight or the optimistic things for each one of the signs. Of course, every year has highs and lows, but let's look at, okay, this sign is favored with this particular zone of life this yeah. year. So yeah. kind of where you could be inspired and lean into that first and kind of let that bless you before you go into the challenges. Exactly. Exactly. And of course, if you guys want to book a session with Mary, you can reach her at her website, maryducina.com. I'm going to leave her links in the description below. And of course, if you need any, um, assistance with me. My website is nicolefrolic.com. And don't forget uh, hidden, hidden, the forbidden journey retreat 2024 in April is now selling tickets and love to see you there. If you've got questions, you can email me. Uh, and other than that, guys have a safe holiday for those of you in the States and we'll see you next week. Thanks again for joining me for another show on the Enlighten Up podcast. I love you guys so much for all of your continued support. So remember to raise your vibe, find your tribe and be open to the infinite possibilities held in the mysteries that surround us all. 
Thanks again for sharing the show with your family and friends. And if you're new to the show and you need to find out more information about me, please head on over to my website, NicoleFrolic.com, where you can join my newsletter. And please follow me on Instagram, Telegram, and YouTube. Keep your light bright and I'll see you next week.